0: just want you to know it is exhausting exhausting to do podcasts with you yay god you, you you sit down in this chair across from me and you just fucking like turn into this whole other person acting all weird and shit yay oh my god what like i don't what am i supposed to do with you Love me. Ex- explain to me what i am to do
1: Love
0: me. I don't... That's not an answer. Love me. You understand that that's not answering what I'm saying, right? Yeah, sure, whatever. What, what, oh, sweet Jesus Christ. This is the man at the end of his rope. I'm a lady. Welcome to episode 72 of Frightmares. I'm your host, Austin Proctor, and... um joining me across the table uh acting super weird as normal i'm gonna turn your headphones down is gabrielle proctor hello hi hi it's a joy to have you what is she eating underneath the table you
1: don't want to answer that question speaking
0: of the table finally nine months after we started quarantining because we started wa- uh, watching Work from home? Yes, we started. Uh, it's a
1: terrible series. The last weeks, eight hours, five days a week. Fuck,
0: you, eight hours. I work ten to twelve a day. What are you talking about? Anyways, uh I have had my ginormous two monitor tower fucking computer on this desk, and I got. I finally bought my own desk to put downstairs, and now we've got all this space, all this room for activities. I don't know what to do with all this shit, but it's great to have it not clutter this entire room up. So that's tight. Good stuff for talking on podcasts that you can't see. It's one of my favorite things to do. Um, Today, we are doing all Hulu Into the Dark movies, specifically the ones that center around the holiday season, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's. Since we are in that time right now, obviously Thanksgiving just passed, Christmas is coming up, and so is New Year's. So I thought it'd be fun because I've been wanting to do an Into the Dark episode for ages now. And I figured, why not start now with all of the holiday-themed ones? So we've got four today. We have uh, one Thanksgiving one, two Christmas ones, and a, a New Year's one. So and
1: clearly, this is part what one of of many. Though we have discussed other episodes.
0: Yeah, because there is. So it's weird. It, they're they're labeled on IMDb like a show is because technically it is a show in a sense hulu releases a new horror movie every month and it's usually themed around you know the holiday for that month and uh it goes straight to hulu so if you have a subscription with them you can watch it they air like i said once a month so yeah i mean there's 24 total i think so yeah we have plenty more options to do you know part two, three, four, fucking 12 whatever um but yeah uh i figured this would be fun to do you know, to the holidays because we're doing a lot of holiday stuff. We didn't do a Thanksgiving episode because we just, I just couldn't make it work. There's also not a lot of Thanksgiving movies, so or horror movies at least. Um, so we kind of had to move on to do this. But, yes, very excited for this. Um, I don't really have much to say in the beginning. The only thing I want to say, which I don't even think I've told you yet, I thought was funny, I ordered all the Saw movies on Blu-ray. Now you can get them all on one box set that's one through seven or you can get one through eight but the problem with that is is they take about three or four movies and compress them all onto one disc so the audio and the vi- and the uh, video is all compressed doesn't look that great or sound that great so i bought them all individually uh one through seven and then jigsaw but for some reason the jigsaw i bought has like french or something on it it says um law heritage on the front of it and I, I don't know I'm just a stickler for stuff like that I wanted to just not have that on there I want it to just be American or whatever it's like English. The, the, the English version of the disc instead of having random words I don't know why they're there I don't know I'm weird with that so I went to go return it on Amazon because it was free returns and I said bought this by mistake because I guess I wasn't paying attention because they do have other you know versions of movies and um so they said cool no need to send this back to us. We'll refund your card. And I'm like, okay, so now I'm just going to have two fucking 4K copies of Jigsaw for no reason. So I'm going to just, I guess I'll just do a giveaway on the Frightmares page because I don't need two. It just seems kind of weird. So I thought that was kind of funny. Like, yeah, just keep it. It's yours. All right. Two copies of a movie. I don't know. I guess, I guess I'm the only one that finds it funny. I I don't know. They've done that before with like clothing and stuff, which I understand, you know, you want the clothing back, but it's. It's a DVD. I already returned other DVDs with no problem. They're like, no, 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 no. it's fine. This one's on us. Okay, Amazon. Must be nice to be making so much money that you can just be like, yeah, sh- fucking, I don't want that shit back. Okay, so I guess that's all I have to say since that wasn't, ar- like, arousing at all. Arousing? What?
1: Whoa. <laughs> what did you expect to get out of that conversation? Apparently
0: my brain thought something different. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Do you have anything you want to say? No. Really? You always have something to say about everything.
1: I got nothing. Nothing right now. Oh, we did see that. Um, was it Warner Brothers? Oh yeah, they're going to release yeah, yeah, all yeah. their films next year. They said it's just for next year. They're going to release all their films in theaters and on HBO Max. Um, this is leaving a lot of people torn because a lot of people are concerned for the theater industry. It's already, but fun. at the um, same time, you know, people are trying to be cautious with COVID, so. That should be pretty interesting, but we're talking about like the next Conjuring movie, uh, Wonder Woman which uh, was this year, but that's they yeah, well they're still the doing, Godzilla vs King Kong, yeah. um, a bunch of movies that um will be released for uh digital viewing on on your home TV.
0: Still no word on Saint Maude or Green Knight. I'm not salty at all. And Antlers is supposed to be coming out in February, but I'm not holding my fucking breath. You know I mean movies that are like, like Wonder Woman? It was like, oh, it's coming out now. Just kidding. It's coming out this time. Now it's coming out in December. We have tickets for it, so I'm hopeful. But I also had tickets for A Quiet Place this year, and we all know what happened to that.
1: Yeah. Um God. We already discussed. Our, our parents will be hanging out to watch it at home um, from the safety of the living room, and we will be seeing it in Dolby because we wanted to blow out our eardrums.
0: Well, yeah. With I just, feminine, I th- I feminine
1: did, power. Blow out our eardrums. I did think
0: it was funny. Your mom was like, oh, maybe we'll go to the movies with you. And then maybe we can invite Austin's parents. And I'm like, <laughs> or we cannot. Because I'd rather just, we already bought our tickets. It's over. Like, I love you guys. But I want to go see this with my wife. She's very excited to see this. So we can just. We'll Wonder just,
1: Woman is dope, okay? Sorry, like. Sorry, DC, that uh, none of your men folk can carry on their films. It's only the ladies who can seem to handle their own franchises. Hey, hey,
0: hey! They have that one good one. Which one? Probably Aquaman. Hey, I, I didn't even see that one. I
1: can tell you right now from what I've seen, people are kind of pissed because Amber Heard is still in Aquaman, and um they she's won- not coming
0: back for two though
1: she is coming back for two she, she, wasn't. Is, she is shes on there and she has refused to step down and they will not do anything with her,
0: but that's a really bitchy thing to do because people didn't people like petition to have her removed? they
1: did, but you know that take
0: that as a hint Amber heard
1: that's not not for us to... Pass judgment on no, no, no. We I know. I know. I mean, obviously, it's it's one of those things where it's it's hard to know what happened, but you'd like to think that you know Johnny Depp is. As good a guy as he seems to be,
0: I just don't think. I don't know. I just I feel like a. Uh, I feel like he would have no reason to be making shit like that up. I don't. I mean, I don't know. I know, kn- and that's why it's, a, it's
1: such a weird situation. But I do know that a lot of people are pretty pissed about that, understandably. Yeah. And just um, seems like
0: a really weird thing for someone like him to to just make up out of nowhere. But again, you
1: know, who who's to say? Yeah we don't know them personally no um but i do know that that's the yeah aquaman is pretty much the only one that did good but wonder woman was like the first successful dc yeah. film where everyone didn't leave it and go wow that was kind of crappy and then of course <laughs> you've got um birds of prey which proved that if you take all the really crappy editing out and then let people do what they're good at you can have a solid film
0: that's true I mean, plus, Mar- it's Margot Robbie, so I don't I don't think I've ever seen her in anything that I didn't like, so it's kind of hard Spatial. for her to like be bad in a movie, just saying. And she
1: signed on for several more, like, oh, Suicide Squad. Uh, the Suicide Squad is going to be coming out. Um, that's one of the films that was listed.
0: Yeah, so this will be interesting. I, I think... I think I don't know. I, I I skimmed the article and it was something about they're going to release them on HBO Max first and then go to theaters or same time.
1: I'm not entirely After. clear what yeah. they're doing. Okay,
0: I don't know. Either way, all of that stuff will yeah, all the all the Warner Brother stuff will be on HBO. So. You know. Look,
1: if movie theaters aren't gonna make it, we're really gonna need to upgrade our TV. We've got the surround sound, got the but sur- we're gonna, yeah. <laughs> we need, we're gonna need a fancier TV. Well, yeah, that's
0: the trust me, I know. Come like, I mean, I was gonna do that Black Friday, but I've already spent too much money. At some point, we're gonna get like a seventy-inch fancy screen. So, uh, but yeah, we've got the surround we'll go sound. Go with
1: the new house. We will eventually get. Yes,
0: so surround sound is good, and I don't, that, I don't mind watching movies at home because we have a dope surround sound. But I know I am so gonna miss just the theater, you know, aesthetic and. Dolby, and the recliners. That's Look, fine. we'll put
1: on shoes. We can will... we
0: get to re- can we make a movie room? That's what we need to do.
1: Yeah, with the imaginary extra room we have. Yes. Yeah.
0: All right. So <laughs> anyway, so that's
1: uh, the movie news that's up and out. Movie right news. Now. Yes. Should be an interesting time next year. We'll see how it all goes. Oh, Just remember, COVID's not over. Stay safe. I don't think there's any more
0: horror movies to theaters coming out this year, by the way.
1: I don't think there is. I
0: don't think there is either.
1: We didn't it see Antebellum. It's fine. What? We didn't see Antebellum and something else.
0: Apparently, that's not a horror movie. It's more thriller from what I read. But I don't know. But it is It is streaming on Hulu.
1: Oh, is it streaming? Because we... I yeah. Like Ante- well,
0: actually, well, I think... Okay, it might be on Amazon and you might have to rent it. But we also need to watch Run, too, which was
1: that's true
0: going to theater. So, anyways.
1: You know what's important, though? What? Everybody should know. Anastasia's on Disney Plus.
0: That is not relevant to anything.
1: It is if you like Anastasia.
0: Welcome to the Disney podcast. I'm your host.
1: Look, you can't even stream the soundtrack to that film. Like I had to buy the soundtrack so I could ah. listen to it. That's that's kind of frozen too, it, but also like something was else. Was that
0: Pocahontas I'm, that I just did?
1: Not even kind of Pocahontas. was it tangled? No. What?
0: What was the? What, you were singing something from Frozen. I haven't even seen that fucking god awful movie. Oh, it's
1: the stupid Call of the Wild yeah, thing yeah, that's that's that they is. do Whoa. like seven hundred times, and it's not quite that noisy. Oh
0: well, you you did it, and it stuck in my head, and I haven't even seen the goddamn movie. It just, I've
1: seen it now.
0: Yeah, I don't know. You, I came in. I came into the uh, the bedroom one day, and you were just watching Frozen two. And I looked at you like, "What on earth are you doing to yourself right now? Why would you do this?"
1: Yeah, it was fine. I mean, it wasn't a bad movie. It, it was not as good as the first one, but I still maintain Tangled is far superior to the first film. But it definitely wasn't as good as the first and film. most Disney films. So. The animation was crisp. It was it was really good, crisp. and Olaf continued to be the amusing sidekick. Hmm. Um, Josh Gad knows what's up with his, with his comedy, <laughs> but the rest of it, I was like, this is weird. Everybody's mo- motivations bizarre. Well, it felt wrestling, but you know,
0: won't watch that movie. Or, or both of them actually. So
1: it's probably for the best. You would don't worry. Those.
0: We're gonna do a Disney podcast spinoff at some point because it's it's totally related to it's, horror.
1: I'll be in charge of that one. It's no.
0: fine. Anyways, let's get to the movies. We've we've babbled on long enough. So uh, let's go. I think you're doing. Yes, yes. You you are doing the first one. So take it away.
1: Okay. So the first one we're talking about was the second episode of or the second film they released. How do you know? Because it literally says it right oh, there. Season so, one, episode sh- two. <laughs> um. In the Into the Dark series, it was released November 2nd, 2018. It is Flesh and Blood. It is a Thanksgiving-themed episode. It's an hour and 29 minutes. And it is it's a fairly simple premise. a um, A girl and her father are living in this house that he's remodeling, and she suffers from extreme agoraphobia and cannot leave the house since her mother was murdered. Uh, a year earlier on thanksgiving and first off i was really surprised to see who the dad was and that was can you scroll down please guy who's it's dermot moroni right it's right there i can't read that oh why can't okay i'm sorry it's dermot moroni yes who is known for his small stint in New Girl, uh, my best friend's wedding, the wedding date. He's usually a rom com guy, so to see him in a horror thing, I was like, well, that's jarring.
0: But remember, he was also in Insidious 3. That's where I recognize him from. And I'm pretty sure I'm in love with him. I don't know. It's, it's really He's weird. He's so rugged. He's so got that, like, fucking. Uh, and he didn't look Jeff as Bridges handsome Bridges in this voice.
1: one because I know they were trying to make him look a little more rough, like a little more of a um, blue collar dad. In a really nice old house. Um, but nice house. usually you throw a suit on that guy and he is fine. Um Hey,
0: I was attracted to him in this movie, and I'm not even gay. So uh, he's obvious it's obviously working for him, man. It's because you got
1: eyes. It's a good yeah. looking dude. And then it what also say, has man? uh Diana Silvers, who the only other thing I know her from is she is the girl that um one of the main girls in Book Smart has a crush on. Oh my gosh, oh that's was, right, she, she was, was in Ma. Ma.
0: Jinx, you owe me a Coke. Um, wow, I forgot about that. Yeah, she's the like one of the main girls. Oh, my God. She's okay, so we s- know
1: her from two things.
0: She's only been in seven. This was actually her. This was fucking her first, her first movie ever. Any The first well, credit. She did
1: a great job.
0: Yeah, I mean, look at what she went on. And she was also in Glass, too. So Into the Dark, Glass, sparts, Ma. I mean, she's, come on. She's
1: working with some A-list people.
0: Wait, Birds of Paradise. Isn't that that new? Oh, never mind. I thought that was a new Birds of Prey thing. Or, no. Okay. All right, backtrack. Go ahead.
1: That's Gotham City Sirens. That's what it is. Yeah. So, anyway, so it centers mostly around the daughter trying to deal with her agoraphobia and talking to her therapist. And she is, it's her seventh, it opens up on her 17th birthday, where she is trying to deny that she would have any strong feelings or emotions about the day. To her, it's just another day. And her father gifts her a necklace and bakes her a little cake and he he talks to her about, you know, trying to do nice things and they talk about doing a Thanksgiving together um and trying to just enjoy the holiday like they used to and the therapist after the um after a session where uh, Kimberly who's the main girl um gets heated um talks to the father Henry and says, hey, you know, you just need to be aware. The meds are going to bring out some side effects. And she's going to experience a lot of strong emotions because she's not confronting what happened to her mother. They never caught the killer. So, you know, she, she fears going outside because of that. But she's going to face a lot of paranoia and a lot of um, resentment and anger and a, a lot of mixed feelings towards her father. And could lash out in a lot of ways because of what she's dealing with. And the dad kind of shrugs it off like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, whatever. She's fine. Totally fine. Yeah. So he leaves for, um, oh, no. He, I'm sorry. What, what, what? That because of her days looping the same way, I'm mixing up a day in my head. Well, and also,
0: he he leaves a lot.
1: Yeah, he goes, he spends most of his time working, which. Um, but it's all the, random hours, too. Yeah, and the therapist comments about how she needs a more present figure in her life, and she goes, Well, I have my dad. And she, the doctor's like, Yeah, except he's like, Not here. He's a, a person. Lot. <laughs> and um, at night, Kimberly often hears her father going up into the attic, which she can hear really clearly because it's right above her freaking head. And she thinks that's really odd, but she doesn't really say much about it. So they even have a moment where she, um, she, her father says, oh, your aunt's sending you a package. Like, um, maybe you can get the mail when you come home. And she, like, reaches her arm out to get the mail from the front door. But the mailman leaves the package on the front step. And she has an episode trying to get to the mail, like, where everything kind of just starts spinning around her and she she hears like everything all of her um, senses are heightened and she gets really panicky and can't even get the package into the house and like she just staying inside is where where well it's
0: safe inside and i looked at you during that and thought maybe maybe that's kind of how on, on a smaller scale i'm sure how agoraph- agoraphobia actually is cuz i'm sure you don't go outside and it's just like everything's spinning around i'm sure you just go outside and it's just you know anxiety but i just everything li- feels overwhelming i just like how they portrayed it in this movie cuz they really made it seem like it was a crippling thing which you know oops that's why it's like that it is for for a lot of people um i mean i suffer it like on a, i'm talking like on a teeny tiny scale there's sometimes when i go out in public and i just i don't like being out in public but to see it portrayed like that you're like man that's I wouldn't go outside either if I was her. I mean, holy shit, even opening the door to go outside to the steps is that much. Like, holy shit, that's that's crazy.
1: Yeah, and so she, she even says to her doctor, she, she basically does her homeschooling, watches TV, goes to bed. She doesn't do much with her time. She just kind of lives indoors. And she's watching the news um, Thanksgiving Day while her father is out, and she notices... She sees a report about a missing girl who um was kidnapped, and you can tell she's kind of thinking about her mom who was found in an, o- an open lot, naked and dead. And so she's watching the news, and then she kind of stops and pauses it and then rewinds it and then looks at the picture of the girl who happens to be wearing the exact same necklace the father had given her. Red flag. Yeah, so at this point, it basically spirals into a whole situation where the girl starts getting suspicious and paranoid and starts searching the house, and she finds all these questionable things, like her father has some sort of, um, what kind of drug was it? It was, uh, what, why can't I think of the word? Oh,
0: hold on, I wrote that down, I wrote it down. Not the
1: name of the drug, but what it does. What? What the drug does it kind of not...
0: oh, it's like a mild sedative, it's like propofol or something like that,
1: yeah, so she finds these sedatives in her dad's um i guess that's like dresser drawers, and it
0: was like it was almost like a tackle box for fishing stuff that opened up, and there was a bunch of like yeah, jewelry had, and shit in there,
1: like he had a built in uh, chest of drawers and um closet yeah. space. And then so she decides to go look up in the attic because now she's getting really paranoid. Probably yeah, probophile, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. And she finds this odd box of jewelry that she... Um, the tackle box, like I said. Yes. Just for a visual, just for a visual. This box of jewelry, and so she thinks it's really odd. So she asks the dad about. um, She tries to casually ask the dad about the necklace that she's wearing. She's like because she notices this tarnish spot on it that's the same as the girl in the picture was wearing, and she says, "Hey, uh, where did you get this necklace?" He goes, "Oh, like the shop in the um, in town." And she's like, "Oh, well, it looks like it's already tarnished, so maybe you could take it back." He's like, "Oh, it's the only one they have," and um, so she she's like, "Okay, so." when he comes back home with the tack uh, she has the tackle box out with all the jewelry and she's like okay so what's all this jewelry doing here because this is weird and he tries to um tell her that it belonged to her mother and it was things like she'd found in her job as a flight attendant and she probably should have turned it in but she didn't I mean
0: hey it's thinking on his feet was pretty good yeah I mean that's because that's not that's not too entirely that like that far off you know what I mean
1: yeah, and so what's really interesting is because you're seeing it from her perspective, you're not entirely clear if what she's seeing is really what's happening or just seems more heightened and more scary and more threatening because it's from her perspective, whereas the dad, you know, he's, he at first he's really calm and cool and very much Dermot Mulroney, very <laughs> chill guy. Esk. and. He loses his temper with her when she starts accusing him of killing people. And, um... I mean,
0: I would probably do.
1: Yeah, but he gets, like, extremely aggressive with her yeah. and chases her up the stairs. And so he she calls the cops, and then he breaks into a room. Which, by the way, if you're trying to say, oh, nothing's wrong, drilling a hole through the lock to get the door open... Not the best way to have someone oh have a vote and confidence in you.
0: Seriously, though, that was that scene was crazy because I remember her running in there, like locking the door and calling the cops. And, you know, he's like, I'm not going to hurt you or whatever. And then, yeah, drills the fucking lockout. Like, that worked, that was so fast. How did she put that together so quickly?
1: Yeah, so, so he gets really violent and aggressive. And he, yeah. like, throws her on the bed, clovers her mouth. And he's like, you need to calm down. Like, bro, which one of us is the... Not calm one here, because it's it's definitely you,
0: well, she's a hysterical woman, ok? So obviously it's her, right?
1: Totally <laughs> well, I'm
0: going, you know, going by movie trope standards. women are usually portrayed as hysterical, which is and crazy. It's, yeah. yeah, which is uh, it's just a weird. It's a weird trope that I'm not a fan of,
1: yeah. And so the cops come. he gets pissed. The cops come, and, they kind of talk themselves out of it. He's like, no, don't you, like, don't say anything to them. And one of the cops, after they talk everything out and s- see that everything. What is she, what is she doing? She's just scratching her ear and I don't want her ear to be. Okay. So
0: we'll lay down. Uh, sorry.
1: Our dog has an ear infection. Um, <laughs> She's a problem. So after the cops see that everything seems to be okay, um, one of them gives the, gives her business card, her, um, Card to the girl and says, Hey, if you feel like there's something you can't talk about, you can give me a call. And so after that, she they they kind of just try to awkwardly go back to life, per usual. Except, um, her dad kind of bars up all of her windows or uh, he, go crazy. he go crazy, he boards up everything so she can't physically leave. And. She keeps seeing things or finding things that concern her and kind of prove her point. And then she kind of just decides to escape. Why are you making that face?
0: Oh no, I just there I just know. I just I wanted to talk about the cop interaction because I thought there were some pretty interesting points there. Oh, go, go ahead. Cause they had two Well, what I really liked about this entire movie is the fact that literally every single person besides Henry in this movie is a woman. What?
1: I was gonna say that.
0: Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Like I'm just saying, because the two cops that show up were women and then they split off um they split the like, you know, they split Henry and uh fucking Kim, Kim up, up and they interview each other separately and you know, while they're not within earshot of each other, he can still see his daughter and he kind of gives her you know, kind of looking over there to make sure she's not saying anything and the conversations go back and forth and then eventually once they find out everything is okay, quote unquote. Um, one of the cops is like, "Hey, stop, you know, don't waste our time." And it's just, it's just kind of was crazy to me because something is going on, and she can't say what's going on. And then the cops like, "Dude, don't fucking waste our time." But the other cop that was there on the scene is the one who gave her the card. So just that whole interaction with the cops was just very interesting and in how it played out. And then you know them leaving, and she's like, "Was like, oh, fuck, what do I do now? Can't tell the cops because dad's gonna do something, obviously, which makes it." makes you raise an eyebrow even more because at this point you don't know exactly what's going on, but he's telling her to not tell the cops. You're like, Oh, this is, this is going to get real bad real quick. And it does. So I, we kind of have to go into spoilers on all of these. Yeah. Sorry. Spoilers. Um, we have to talk about all the craziness
1: in the midst of trying to escape the, the aunt calls again to try to talk to Kimberly, who had tried to escape the house at one point point. Um, who had tried to leave while he wasn't home, but couldn't make it out of the door. So when, um, so he kind of says to her, oh yeah, come visit sometime just to give me a few days. Cause the house mess and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, why are you calling your aunt Kim or uh, aunt Jane? (laughs) Her name's Jane. That's funny. Cause that's my mom's name. Um, (laughs) like, why are you, uh, calling her and going to go visit her? Like, it's not like you can leave this house. And he kind of guilts her about being suspicious and being scared because he keeps saying like, where are you going to go? What are you going to do? What are you going to do if I'm not here to protect you and have this house for you to hide inside of? And so while he's essentially chasing her around the walls of the home because she's, Snuck up into the attic and crawled down the side of the house from the inside.
0: She got into the attic because she poked a hole in her roof earlier when she was up in the attic searching around for shit. She poked a hole. So somehow she manages to rip that apart and get up there. And I'm like...
1: After she "Ah." piled a crap ton of stuff up in her bedroom (laughs) to climb up into the attic can't get down through the attic door because it's latched. And then she remembers that there is a um, pretty much a gap in the walls between the actual inner wall and the outer wall.
0: Crawl space, baby. Yeah. Gotta love those old homes. So
1: she starts crawling down the wall and her dad kind of figures out that she's in there and starts smashing in the wall to try to get to her. So she goes down all the way to the um, crawl space under the house. And he, again, is trying to play the no, everything's fine card and then gets a power saw. And saws a hole oh, in these yeah. old like. Ar- he tries to sledgehammer the um, floor, <laughs> makes a dent in it, but like a in a this would take you a long ass time to break through the floors kind of way. Oh yeah, and so he just saws a hole straight through the middle of the floor, and Chasers are down there while someone knocks on the door, so he gets her to come up. They come up, and he's like, don't you say a damn word and go upstairs. So she stands at the um, bottom of the stairs, and it's her therapist who's there. And he's like, oh, no, you know what? Today's not a good day. And she's like, no, today's a great day. She should come inside.
0: Well, because that was like their schedule. Was that their schedule? Yeah, 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 yeah. And she gives, yeah, the crazy eyes that Kim gives him, like, nah, bitch, she should, she should come in here. It's going fucking down, bro.
1: Yeah, so. She gets them into the living room, and he's like, "I'm gonna sit in on this session." And the doctor's like, "I uh, <laughs> okay, I uh, okay. guess." Okay, well,
0: that never happens.
1: And he, um, so he's acting really weird. She starts talking about the teas her aunt had sent her, um, and how she makes her own teas. And oh, would the doctor like a cup of tea? And so, um, after a little bit of resistance from her dad. She goes to make tea and tries to sneak a little note onto the tea, um, underneath the teacup, onto the saucer with a sticky note, to the doctor, and then uh, drugs her dad with one of the bottles of propylene,
0: propofol, propofol that she stole whatever. earlier when she found it.
1: Yeah, um, which is great because when he drinks that, he's like, it tastes like the milk is off. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, that's it. The which, milk.
0: Dumb. I'm, I'm sorry, but stupid move on his part because. He knows that she was up there at some point. You don't think that maybe she might have found the drug, and now she wants to make you tea. Sorry, that was his. That was not his best moment. But also, he was very going crazy, so maybe he wasn't thinking straight.
1: Yeah, he was also like wandering around with a box cutter, That's going true. everything's fine, like waving it next to her face, like <laughs> oh okay. Put
0: the box cutter down, guys. He plays a
1: great crazy guy. Yes, and so they kind of talk. She starts saying. Um, The Kimberly goes, oh, I want to talk about uh, my mom's death. And like, oh, okay," because before this, she had been really resistant to and the doctor's like, "Okay, well, what would you want to say to the killer if you could talk to him? And they have this really fantastic shot where it's her profile and it's focused on her, but it's also focused on her father's face staring at her while she's talking about what a coward she thinks the guy is. Those
0: shots are so cool how they can.
1: Yeah, do the blur.
0: Do yeah, they do have they have focus up front and then focus all the way back and then there's that I love shots like that and it was such a tenth moment too.
1: Yeah, and um, so the dad kind of just cuts the session short. It's time to go. Goodbye. He sees the sticky note that had fallen to the floor that um, fell off the teacup, and while he's walking out, um, while he's walking her out, it's stuck to her shoe. Well, she doesn't. Uh, the doctor doesn't see it. Until she's standing in the door, like, saying goodbye, saying I'll see you later. Um, She notices Kimberly looked to the floor. So she looks to the floor, picks up the sticky note. It says, help me, call 911. And um, before she even gets a chance to react, she gets yanked in the door. And dude box 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 cuts her (laughs) uh, right in the throat. And uh, then starts screaming at Kimberly about how it's her fault that uh, she's dead now. Can we
0: please talk about how tense that entire scene was? The second the therapist, doc, whatever doctor or lady, entered the room, I knew in my head it was fucking going down. And that whole scene with the, you know, like we just talked about with the close up and the, you know, her and the and him in the background, and then the note going from here to here to here. I was like, oh, like oh my god, it's gonna fucking happen. And then because he takes her in, and I think. Cut, pulls her to the floor and then cuts her because then the blood goes up on the um, sheets that are hanging down. Uh, it's like plastic sheeting because they're doing all the uh, construction. That whole fucking scene was I was literally like if I if I were, if I I were bit my nails I would have started doing that because it was very very tense and very well played out and holy shit. And you're like well if I didn't think if I wasn't sure if you were a killer I, I definitely know now you just fucking murdered our therapist. The hell is wrong with you?
1: Yeah. And that was, what was interesting is he keeps like, he's being really aggressive. So you're thinking maybe it's just her paranoia. And he's even saying, Oh, you're being paranoid. But then that moment happens and you're like, Nope, he killed her mother and he killed all the girls that were missing. And, um, Kimberly even says, you know, what's funny about all the missing girls. They all look a lot like mom. And, oh, yeah, um, so
0: yeah, she does say that.
1: And then he just full on like lays it out there for her where, uh, he starts talking about like how it wasn't his fault. Her mom couldn't understand. So I guess it amounts up to, he was already a killer and she just found out. And that's why she got killed is because she figured it out. You're like, Oh crazy. And he's talking about this while pulling off the uh, therapist's ring and putting it in his creepy little jewelry collection. Yeah. And um, then he's talking and then uh, the uh, drugs kick in there. So he passes out long enough for, Kimberly to break out and um, yeah, remember? Cause- no, remember
0: remember because he passes out and then he comes back because he said, yeah, you didn't give me a high enough dose. I wasn't there yet. Oh, I, I didn't realize she broke out before that.
1: Yeah, because she he had passed out. She got the box cutter from his hand. Yeah, cuts her um cuts the zip ties he had zip tied her to some grating.
0: Oh yeah, that's right. Okay, and then
1: gets her phone to call the cop that had given her the card.
0: That well yeah she doesn't she doesn't actually I thought you sorry I thought you meant she escaped from the house she escaped from like her little zip tie thing. Yeah, because she yeah the co- she calls the cops and like oh remember that domestic thing.
1: Yes. So she says to the cop, like, oh, he's the killer. He's the killer. He just killed my therapist in front of me. And the cop's like, oh, shit. So the cop's like, stay on the phone. And um, well, then it turns out she did not give her dad enough drugs. And he throws her into a chair. And then he goes real fucking crazy because he has this huge tank uh, (laughs) thing of gasoline. And he just starts pouring it on everybody. And you're like, oh, God, no.
0: Yeah, like he pours it on her, and then he starts dunking it on himself, and me and you are just like, I don't know what's fucking happening. But my favorite line of the, do you want to say the line? No, go ahead. My favorite line of this whole goddamn movie is I'm pretty sure after he comes to, after the drugs, and they're going back and forth, he's like, the white tea rose, or the white rose tea was soothing, in his like very Dermot Mulroney voice, and I fucking lost it, because I thought that was just such a weird thing to say. With all the tension that was going on. Like, I'm sure it was soothing. You obviously drank all of it. And then you passed out. But apparently, even though she dumps the whole fucking thing in there, too. Apparently, that wasn't enough to knock him out for a long time. I don't know. I mean, he's a big dude. I don't know. Um, Yeah, but. Fucking, it was a stressful movie.
1: Yeah, from that, you've got your classic, uh, please don't set me on fire runaway scene going on there. Well, the entire house is already on fire.
0: That was intense. I thought I thought it was going to end with the, all of them just burning alive. I thought it was going to be—that's be, what I thought too. I thought it was going to be a super bleak ending where it's just fucking. I'm taking the whole ship down with me. I'm the captain. Goodbye. But no.
1: Yeah, I didn't want to give away the entire end of it. No, it's fine. Just but, like, just like I won't do with Puka. Yeah. Um. But it it was wild, and Dermot Mulroney did did a really good job and really confusing us. Um. And yeah, like you had said, it was really interesting that he was really the only—he was—man uh, in the film. The
0: literally every single other person, woman, not one other man that is that is credited in this movie, which is interesting.
1: Yeah, and I think, and I obviously don't know personally because I oh, was not on the production for this.
0: Matthew Downs, hold on. There's one. But I don't even remember Mr. Taylor. I don't even rem- remember him.
1: He could have been a random side character. He also could have
0: been like a like a phone call or something like that. But yeah. on screen, I don't remember any other male that, besides Dermot.
1: Exactly. And what I liked about that was um, it really made him seem more suspicious and threatening because he was the only guy there. So you had no other guy to kind of see what other guys were acting like. You've just got this one guy who goes from calm to angry and you've got a bunch of women who are much more on the like, hmm, this seems suspicious and weird side. And um it was just really interesting to see him as the only male and him being a killer of women. He just straight up is like, oh, I was protecting you and the world and from these terrible women who are were nondescript terrible. He didn't really say why they were terrible women, but they, they appara- just were. apparently they needed to go. Um
0: they were in the way, apparently, I don't know.
1: Yeah, and that just made him all the more threatening that he was the only one which um you know, historically people think or you know, men are considered to be stronger, though I'm pretty sure um one of those cops could have easily taken him. Um Oh yeah. She, yeah, she, Officer she, Foster there was a yeah. like a bulk she, lady. She
0: definitely could have taken him down. She was she was a substantial woman. Yeah, like she <laughs> Yeah. And, um, <laughs> she had some meat on her bones, man. She could have she could have threw down. I'm, I'm not even lying.
1: But it makes it that more threatening because in a lot of horror movies, you always have some sort of, you either have like all women, okay, so then everyone's kind of on a level playing field, or you've got some other guy that always ends up helping the, uh, the final girl to get her to the end. And in this case, that wasn't a thing. It was only women and only him. And that made him all the more intimidating.
0: Well, and I like that in this movie that the final girl is really the only girl. I mean, obviously, like I said, there's plenty of women in the movie. But really, when you're talking about a final girl, it is Kimberly. But she is really the only girl that's really in harm's way until that, you know, until you see the fucking therapist. Because you don't think you don't like, you don't think you're going to actually see him kill anybody. Cause you're, first of all, you're not sure if he is. And then when you find out that he is, is when he kills someone. So it's like, you're not even sure if you're going to see a death from him in this movie. So it's just, it's a very clever movie in the sense of, you don't know if it's her paranoia and agoraphobia playing against her. You don't know if he's actually crazy. You don't know, really know anything until the final few moments, which makes it play. Oh God, I heard that neck, which, uh, just makes the movie play out very well. And the pacing was very good. There was really not a lot of downtime, but you also have to remember too, that it was only an hour 29. So this is like that sweet spot of movies where if you do it right, the pacing is good. Like this was, it's just a, like through and through, it's a good movie. And it was shot very well. The sound design was good. I, I'm a fan of Blumhouse. So I, I am, you know, partial to liking this a little a little bit more because I, I feel like they do good work. Um, but yeah, this was a, this is a solid fucking movie. Solid movie. I um, agree. Uh, anything else you want to say about it besides watch it? You can no. watch it for free. And the, the great part about this this episode is that everything is streaming on Hulu. There's nothing you have to pay for. It's great. Um, yeah, I guess we can move on to number two here. Let me let me close out this tab here and try not to burp on air.
1: Oh my god, so gassy
0: again. Ugh, we should stop eating McDonald's for real. Because
1: I ugh. said that was the last time. Oh, I
0: can't do it. I just I hate myself afterwards. Um, oh yeah, I should probably say I gave that one a three and a half out of five. It has a two point eight out of five on Letterbox, and I believe it had a six point two out of ten on IMDb. I closed the tab before I said it, but nonetheless, it's right in the middle of the ratings. Um, I do feel like a two point eight is a bit low, but you know. I agree. Not everyone's going to like it. So I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. So let's move on to the second movie we watched for this episode. And that is Pooka. And this is a Christmas uh, centered movie. And this one, definitely my favorite. I feel like it was the most fucking wild. Uh, what? Oh, sorry. Sorry. I thought you were pointing. You were scratching. I'm sorry. Um, all right, now this movie starts, and even when this is the second time I watched this, even when I saw it the first time, I knew that they were doing that thing that movies do where they show you the end of, or you know, part of the end of the movie. Don't look so bored.
1: I'm just listening. Let me listen.
0: <laughs> they show you a shot that is clearly part of the end of the movie, and then, you know, they go backwards in time. Um, so, yeah, we, it focuses in on this guy named Wilson. And he is an actor. I believe they are in California. I think. She whined. just she's a, she's a lot today. She needs to chill. Um, and uh, he's an actor, and he gets this audition for this hot new toy, and it's called Puka. And Puka is essentially like a Furby, except Puka will only record and like play stuff back. at... Oh my God, seriously, she needs to stop. She's she's ruining this episode right now. Hey, go lay down. Seriously. You're driving yeah. me crazy. So cut this episode up. Anyways, back to the movie. Wilson, an actor in California, I believe, gets an audition for this mascot, I guess. Yes. Uh, whose name is Puka. They're, they're putting out this toy for Christmas called Puka. And again, he's like a Furby that will you know record stuff that you say and repeat it back, but only at random. And there's a happy voice. And there's also like a demonic, sad, evil voice. Blue eyes and red eyes. Blue eyes and red eyes. So you don't know when it's gonna like you know say record something and say it back. So it's just it's it's a very odd it's a very odd toy, and he um goes to do like an audition to be the like I said the mascot, and he ends up getting it by doing that very weird puka dance, which I'm still unsure of what the point of the puka dance was. Puka me, puka you you never know what Puka will do. And he's doing like the triangle, put your arms up up, out out like like an offering offering together, like a triangle, then fly like an airplane. And then he circles around. And
1: wait, it's up triangle offering airplane. Whatever
0: there. There's like, it's like, it's almost like a ritualistic dance that they don't ever explain. I I thought it was going to be, you know, maybe summoning this demon or something. I don't know. They don't really explain it. Anyways. Um, He's introduced to the costume, and, of course, it fits him perfectly. Like, he is the ideal person to wear this suit. And the first time he puts it on, it, he's in his apartment. And then he just starts fucking up his apartment, just pushing shit over, being wild, and then walks out the door. And you're like, "Uh, okay. I don't know why you're getting weird with shit. Um, and this is where the movie kind of takes a weird turn because it's filmed it, – it's very creative because they do scenes where you'll see Puka walk out of a room and then they're literally just panned. Like, there's that one scene when he's in the apartment where Puka walked out of the room and then they pan into the room and Wilson's sitting on the ground. So you can get away with shots like that because you put another fucking guy in the suit and then so it makes it very easy to transition in these weird scenes. So you see him walk out of the room but then he's sitting there. So you have these like weird time lapse jumps where he's doing one thing but then wakes up over here and it just gets very like... I don't know, it just gets very mind, like, warpy, trippy, like, what's going on?
1: Well, yeah, because you see him smash everything up, and then you see him coming into his home going, like, what the hell just happened in here? And it's like, as soon as he got the puka suit, his, like, reality starts to uh, split.
0: Yeah, so he has this weird divide of his personality, where it's almost like he's got two personalities, one inside the puka suit, and one, you know, as, as Wilson. Um Later on in the movie, he walks past this house, falls in love with this house, and then also falls in love with the realtor who's who's showing the house, and he asked her out. What, go ahead. Well,
1: remember, he saw her when he was doing his puka gig. He saw her in line, and oh, his yeah, manager yeah, 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 went yeah, yeah. and got her business card, so he kind of like went and tracked her down in a weird way without ever having met her.
0: Yes, I did not take his detailed notes because we were originally going to have you do this, so my notes are kind of all over the place, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, that's what I'm here for <laughs> uh, so yeah he goes and kind of tracks this lady down and we're gonna spoil this one up until a certain point because once you see the ending of the movie that is the beginning of the movie it's gonna either you're either going it's like ghost stories remember that anthology movie where the reveal is like whoa or oh you know it's, it's either you're going to completely love it like I did or you're gonna completely hate it there's, there's no in between so after he meets her they start dating. You find out that he's got a kid. The kid loves Puka. She's he, got a kid. You what? You said he. Oh, sorry. She's got a kid. Um, let me get some names going on here because we have Wilson and then we have Melanie.
1: And Ty. Is and, the then same we have, yeah, and then we have
0: Ty. So, you know, he, Ty is, you know, he wants the Puka doll and all this stuff. And then he you know, he's able to, Wilson's able to give him one for Christmas. And then he's like, hey, I could, I could have Puka come to your birthday party. You know, like, do you want Puka to come to your birthday party? Puka comes. I don't, he does some crazy shit. I can't remember, but I know that Melanie approaches Wilson's like, dude, what the hell? Why would you let that person come into my house? And like, he, I can't remember what he did, but he like ruined the birthday party. Oh, he,
1: um, some kid was talking to Ty and there's like this, been this low key thing like, oh, well, everybody knows about your dad and everybody knows about him. Oh, and, oh yeah, um, so the kid's kind of being an a-hole, but apparently Apparently, Puka felt the need to assault a small child, and um, that's where they kind of got into a fight. And Wilson lost his shit at Melanie for oh, yeah. existing and being upset about it.
0: Yeah, because you have to realize that you know he is Puka, so he was there, lost his shit. And then when he is approached by Melanie, he's like, I, I don't I don't know, because he, apparently when he puts on the suit, he just doesn't remember what happens. It's like a fucking blank slate and you don't know anything. It's like, Well,
1: he also has an NDA, so he's legally not allowed to. Uh, and he wasn't even supposed to be there because he's not allowed to take that suit around. But he has an NDA where he's not allowed to say he is puka.
0: Well, no, I know. But he's he's upset because he doesn't understand like why they would do that either. You know, it's like I said, it's almost like he doesn't know he's being puka and um and then this is where it really gets crazy with how they blur reality fantasy dreaming awake. nothing is nothing is making sense anymore um especially with the neighbor because he's got this neighbor her name is red and it's weird because she's got this red light over her door and there's that's the only light in that apartment complex that is red so he has this neighbor she's kind of a weird character she goes over there to talk every now and again and at one point he goes into the house and she's dead on the floor like with a like a bloody head and you just you have no idea what's going on and he's just at this point kind of losing his mind because at this point he he becomes deranged and he just like starts having these wild hallucinations and it just turns into this whole mind trippy thing where you realize as the story goes along more of the plot is put in and you kind of see okay and like I said, I don't want to give too much away, but he is actually this person and this has already happened. And when it gets to the end of the movie, it's, it's so hard to talk about this without spoiling it. Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Um,
1: essentially, you see the reality that you have been led to believe um, is reality is not reality. It's something that he has been fabricating. And you don't like us. Like you said, we're not going to explain exactly what happened. Because the twist
0: is so good.
1: But at one point he loses the suit because the toys have been recalled and everybody's pissed because it was supposed to be the season's hottest toy and he, he can't cope without the suit anymore and you start to see that he can't cope without this reality he's created for himself and this mask to hide behind for this negative um, version of himself because even, yeah, when the kid gets assaulted, he starts blaming other people for it. Like, he is not taking credit. He is trying to cast blame and doubt elsewhere. And the whole thing is, is him trying to create reality his own way, but it's not going the way he wants it to.
0: Yeah. And you see, you you
1: just see it unraveling.
0: Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. Yeah, you start up at the top, and it kind of slowly unravels, and then, like, you know, the more it goes on, the more they p- kind of just, like, throw some plot points, and they're like, here's this, here's this, and then you get to the end when you get the final resolution for what's going on and why you saw, because it's cool. The beginning shot is, uh, it's like, I can't remember exactly how it starts, but it you can hear you can hear the, what you know is the doll after you watch the movie. It says, look at all the pretty lights. And it keeps saying that over and over like the demonic puka voice and the camera kind of tilts to the, like it almost does like the Flanagan tilt, how they kind of tilt it on its side. And then it's just a car on fire with the puka doll in front of it. And that's like the beginning shot, which obviously comes full circle in the end. And you see all these characters that have been in the movie throughout the entire, you know, the entire film, they all come full circle at the end and their roles in the movies take a completely different role at the end of the movie. And you realize, holy shit, These people are actually these people and this is what's going on. It's like it just takes like it's like there's two planes of existence going on at once. One that you don't know of and one that you're watching and they intersect in the middle and it just reality just it shatters your reality of what's going on in the movie. Yes. It's like I said, you're either going to love it to death like I did or it's just going to be something that you're like, wow, that was a waste of time. It's I don't know. That's why it only has like a I think it's got like a 2.7. Because I feel like the ending was where it lost a lot of people. But for me, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. because so did I, I. I remember watching it for the first time last year. And, you know, I hated the movie. Hated it, hated it, hated it. And then the ending came around and I was like, okay, here we go. Everything makes sense. Because the whole movie doesn't really make a lot of sense. Like at all. No. Until you get to the final five minutes. So it's you have to wait. You have to wait. I mean, it's not even that long. Let's see.
1: It's a long road, but
0: well, it's 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 an hour twin. It's an hour and twenty three minutes, so you know you have to you have to give it a little time because it's the last five minutes is where you're gonna get all the payoff. But they do drop watching it the second time, they do drop a lot more. Like well, not not a lot more. It's well, just, the dialogue yeah. you pick
1: up more about the dialogue and things you say that are kind of lines you would not think about. You watch them a second time and you're like, oh. Damn, I didn't even realize they said that. Well, yeah, because there's,
0: there's even a thing I wrote down here that says uh, we see some uh, like I saw parallels between a line of dialogue in the beginning and then again at around 47 minutes. So you see some parallels between lines, and they foreshadow a lot that you don't really catch the first time because you're not looking for it because you don't know what's happening. So there's a lot of foreshadowing that comes when you watch it the second time, and I actually gave it a little bit – I think I gave it a half star more on the second time because I picked up on all that. So I gave this a 4 – because I thought it's just a very smart movie. Uh, it's almost like too smart for itself. Maybe that's why, you know, you know what I mean? Like maybe that's why people didn't like it because they were trying to do too much. I don't know. Maybe. But you have to, you, you definitely have to watch this twice. To, it's like hereditary. You have to watch it, watch it again, and then literally pick up on all the little, you know, little breadcrumbs they're leaving through through the, through the entire movie. So, um, oh, what would you have rated the first one? I didn't even ask.
1: Oh, I agreed with you.
0: Three and a half? Yes. Okay. And what about this one? Ditto. Four? No, I said ditto. So I said four though.
1: But I said three and
0: a half. Well, you said I thought you were saying ditto to my four. No, I said ditto to the ditto original. to the three and a half. Yeah, okay, yeah. all right. Um, so yeah, this is one. This is my. This is my. This is my pick of the bunch. I loved all of them. This is definitely my favorite. I, I love this. I, I recommend watching this immediately, especially since it's Christmas. You know, it's Christmas time. This is a Christmas horror movie. So, um, all right, let's see what we got here. Let's go on to the next one, and you can take us away with the. Um, New Year's one.
1: I actually have a lot of thoughts and feelings about this one.
0: <laughs> Which I, well, that's why I figured you'd want to talk about it.
1: So this one is called New Year, New You. And this one was super interesting. And it's, it's, the plot was super relevant because it's four friends getting back together. They're high school friends. And they get back together on New Year's Eve. And well, three of them okay, well, like two of them haven't really done anything with their lives. One of them is, um, successful in their career. They're, they're still not like wildly wealthy or anything. They're just doing a good job at what they're doing. Um, the fourth one is a social influencer. She has her own juice line. She's uh, waiting on TV shows. She's super famous, makes lots of money. And so these four girls meet up at, I think it's Alexi- Alexis's house for yeah, her parents' house before they sell it, which, fun fact, was Cary Grant's old house, which is just a really random piece of trivia, but funny, nonetheless. Was Carrie Grant? Is she the one he, that does
0: butterfly kisses?
1: Butterfly kisses. Cary Grant is an actor. I thought
0: Cary Grant was a Christian.
1: Look at its photo. You'll see, recognize his. it. His. Cary Grant is a man. Oh my god. I'm... Lord Google Cary Grant.
0: No, it's fine. It's fine. I was I literally was thinking of the Christian, like uh like, I guess pop singer. The fuck am I thinking of? Keep going. It's fine. It's fine. I'll look it up. I believe you.
1: Okay. I believe
0: well, just... you. I thought Carrie was I thought I th- That guy. Yeah, I don't know who that is. Wow.
1: You all heard it here. Austin doesn't know who Cary Grant is. Oh no, um, I don't
0: know something. Ah.
1: Anyway. My So fault. Alexis is having her.
0: No, no mute her mute her. She's like, yes, me. Hello. I'm Alexa.
1: Alexis is having her friends over. And first that show up is Kayla and Chloe. Um, because it's relevant to the plot. Uh, Kayla is a lesbian who has recently got a girlfriend that she's in love with. And, um, Chloe, while being hella stylish is overweight. Um,
0: She's funny as hell though. And
1: she's I really <laughs> she, liked her outfits.
0: I just loved her whole I just loved her whole attitude, honestly. She was I'd like I we would in fucking, the beginning, yeah. Well yeah, well yeah. We, we would fucking vibe, dude, until you got so, all crazy.
1: So they're setting up balloons and decorations, and they've got these big 2019 balloons. And they're kind of chit-chatting and getting the party ready and talking about how wealthy they all think Danielle is, who is the social influencer. And the film had opened on Danielle uh, on a talk show, or like a, I guess an internet talk show. It was like, it was like YouTube video. Yeah, um, talking about her um, juice cocktails and talking about how you the new year's coming and you should strive to be the best year it's a new year and you can be a new you and basically breaking up the title into the into several sentences
0: <laughs> but, <laughs> let's drag this shit out for as long as possible
1: so she eventually arrives and they all hug and you can tell immediately alexis has some sort of weird tension with her even though they've kind of addressed that Alexis and Danielle were the best friends of the four friend, uh, four friends in the group, and so they they are working on dinner and talking. And Danielle is talking about this and that and all these great things she's done to help people, and basically blowing smoke up everyone's ass about how amazing she is. Um, but like in this really positive way. Wow. And oh man. I, social media influencers they love talking like that they all wear really flowy clothing have perfect smiles and they really talk with like sincerity in their voice and you know that they really want you to be positive and have affirmations (laughs) enjoy that (laughs) so (laughs) well danielle is uh tooting her own horn there, Alexis is chopping vegetables, which immediately stresses me out in any horror movie ever. Yeah. And well, you're just
0: conditioned to be nervous. Suspicious. Yeah, suspicious. Either
1: someone's chopping vegetables aggressively to uh, show their anger, or they're about to cut their finger. Oh There's man. no in-between. That's the only two reasons that happens. I gotta
0: show you Dark Dark and the Wicked, then. You're gonna love that scene. No. Oh,
1: no. Oh, my so, God. We have to watch that now. Um, so Alexis cuts her finger. She goes to the bathroom cleans up her finger and you keep getting these flashes of this other girl who has not been introduced, but, um, running and crying and you see a brief glimpse of her covered in blood in the pool. And you are like, what is that? So they have dinner. They take some selfies together. They start talking about the positive things they've done in their life. And Danielle can, Continues to do her oh positive affirmations are so important and i just love that for you and positivity
0: connectitude for real though i'm doing the i know i know Um,
1: (laughs) so then they start drinking champagne and playing never have i ever oh boy which is really amusing because it turns out that chloe at one point had a very bizarre um, threesome. And uh, that was a really funny story. where like, oh, they all agreed to it by nodding their heads like like you do. It's like the
0: scene in fucking Return of the Jedi when they all look at each other and nod and then keep nodding. And then that's when Luke comes up with the fucking lightsaber. That's what it reminded me of, except with except,
1: sex. Except, <laughs> yeah, except with sex. Um, Star Wars, but with sex. And uh, so... Fuck. So then... um oh, God. Chloe, trying to be sneaky uh, with Danielle, says, never have I ever had sex with a celebrity. And so, bum, bum, bum. so Danielle has to drink. And they coax it out of her that um, though she signed an NDA, they basically get her to tell them that it was Elon Musk. Which, weird
0: fucking weird rich person to just throw out there.
1: Yeah. And they're trying to get her to tell details, and she's being really, um, evasive. Aloof about it? Because no, I mean... evasive. Aloof would be not caring.
0: Yes, evasive. Yes. <laughs>
1: um... And Alexis kind of gets pissed off and doesn't like that she's not telling. Like, the point of the game is to tell the thing that you did to explain why you have to drink.
0: Oh, she gets real confrontational. And
1: she gets really pissy and cops an attitude. And everyone keeps trying to move the game forward. And eventually she badgers Danielle into telling um, that she... E- that, that Elon Musk... Call She never even calls him that. She just says... The electric um,
0: car guy. Because they yeah. probably can't name drop him without actually... I don't know, so they him. do
1: say that she's like friends with Leonardo DiCaprio because they Damn. didn't bang. So it's OK to say they're friends. Yeah, I guess that's OK. Um, so Caps. she says that he called her on her phone and then um, asked her out. He had her picked up in a car, flown to his private island in Greece. A limo. Oh, a limo. A sorry. A limo. So like a fancier or a longer car. <laughs> um, so Stupid. <laughs> um, oh,
0: my God. Flown
1: out on an airplane. They spend a long weekend together, and then they never see each other again. And Alexis. Oh, boy. Oh, snap. She just goes straight to, oh, so essentially you're a whore. Like, like damn. damn.
0: Hey, damn. if some lady was, and obviously if I wasn't married to you, if some lady was like, I'm going to send you in a limo to this private island and we're going to fucking never see each other again, Uh, that doesn't make me a whore. I mean, it's a free trip to Greece with a little, kind of you know. Kind of makes
1: you like a. Like a mailin hoe.
0: I guess I'm a gigolo, but I'm not getting paid, so it's just.
1: So yeah.
0: It's just a fun like weekend. A
1: bad whore, you couldn't even get your money.
0: <laughs> I don't know how to prostitute myself. Can you please? No, you you won't be able to help me. I have to go to the Google or something like that. Got to go to the streets. Please don't. Please don't pay. Okay, please, okay. Please I won't. Don't. I mean, I, no um, one's gonna pay for this. It's fine. Wow.
1: <laughs> i get it for free so exactly um oh, so this you. is where shit pops off with alexis and daniel because the other girls are uh daniel are they're trying to kayla and chloe are trying to move the conversation elsewhere and um oh i should say prior to this they had also uh hung out in what a steam room that they just happen to have in their house well, and they're, uh, they're uh, just getting shit face drinking champagne and
0: that sounds like, uh, a, I, need a like that, a yeah, I need a girls' night like that, man. Yeah, I need a girls' night like that. You have no idea. Um, I do. Okay.
1: So, <laughs> we'll have a girls' night. It'll be fine. Oh
0: boy, me, you, and Will, and <laughs> that's it. Wow. And Heather. <laughs> what? What? Tyranny? We'll work on it. Okay. <laughs> um.
1: So. Jesus. While this is happening, Woo. Alexis goes. You know what? I'll go next. Never have I ever bullied a girl into committing suicide and everyone kind of stops and it's kind of insinuated that the clips you've been seeing these flashes of this other girl is a girl who killed herself um and yeah so the danielle she's so alexis starts shoving the uh champagne bottle into danielle's hands and she is like pushing her back and me like no no and you're like no you gotta drink you got to drink. She essentially she,
0: waterboards her. Like,
1: she throws her to the floor and just starts. Uh, they're like 10 seconds to midnight. And she's counting down and then like pouring champagne all over her face, which sounds really uncomfortable. Because like water- what you want is carbonated liquid up your nose. I was going to say, it's
0: like waterboarding, but like with bubbles. That's, oh God. Wow. Fucking no. And Pass. so
1: then she looks at the girls and goes, you agreed to this. Go get the balloon. So they get the balloons and tie her to a chair. And then it turns out that these girls got Danielle to this house in order to get her to confess to bullying a girl um, and bullying everyone and basically being a bitch and bullying this one girl who just wanted to be friends with them into killing herself, this girl, Kelsey. And Danielle first off tries to say that Alexis was also there and it wasn't just her, but then, Alexis points out how she had um, called Kayla an ugly lesbian. Who's, um,
0: yeah, she's one of the, have we, uh, sorry, I don't know if Kayla we had, just,
1: is the the black friend well, who's no, a just, lesbian. I didn't
0: know if we had actually mentioned Kayla yet. So, yeah, she, yes. she, she who has a um, girlfriend. A girl, yes, girlfriend, yes, I did mention that. Okay, really. I'm, sorry, I'm, just, I'm just, I just, I didn't hear, I didn't hear.
1: And Chloe is a fat, ugly bitch, because apparently she couldn't think of any other words for ugly.
0: Yeah.
1: And... So they 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 established that in high school she was really nasty person and bullied everyone and Danielle agrees to do the video. She she kind of just gets badgered into it. But um so then she starts doing a full on, you know, I really just wanna talk about something that's important to me and it's sins of the past. Airing and, airing it out. And there was a girl who was made fun of and my sin is that I did nothing to stop her Mm. or stop them from being mean to her and she died and she was my friend and they're like, what the fuck? Well, it was really
0: really just Alexis that was pissed because the other girls, they they look kind of confused.
1: Yeah, because Danielle is essentially making it seem like she did nothing wrong so much as not speaking up, which was bullshit. So... Alexis disappears, swipes up a bunch of makeup, including makeup that, uh, some products that Danielle had given them when I think, she had I think arrived. It was, I
0: think it was all the products that she gave them. Yes.
1: And a shard of glass from when she <laughs> just punched the mirror in the bathroom.
0: Which was so random. She's like, fuck this mirror.
1: Yeah. And <laughs> so she, uh, she goes and starts smearing all this stuff all over her face and cutting her hair. And. Kayla gets upset and storms out of the room, and Alexis tells Chloe to just watch Danielle. And so Kayla goes off to call her girlfriend, whose name is Frankie, and just kind of talk to her. She's not telling her what's going on. She's just talking to her, and her girlfriend's like, could you just come back? And she's like, no, my car broke down, so I'd have to come back tomorrow. And Alexis is trying to get her to open up the door so they can talk. Well, while this is happening, Danielle... Is playing her crazy bitch mind games on poor Chloe, who so she's already
0: susceptible to,
1: yeah. Just, um, because you know. she, the way she's talking, or the way she talked earlier in the film, like sef- self deprecating remarks, you can tell that she has some self esteem issues. And so, Danielle starts saying how she really only came because once she Gets her new show. She needs someone for her segment, and she really thought Chloe would be the best person for that. And, that's the, and only, that's, she, the, that's the
0: only reason she came tonight was to talk to Chloe. Like, okay, bitch, yeah, all right.
1: Yeah, and how she was sorry for everything she had said. She had, she really had overlooked how how cruel she had been, and and Chloe, who clearly has self esteem issues and was not mentally prepared for someone as conniving as Danielle starts to fall for it. And so by the time, uh, Kayla and Danielle come back in the room after agreeing to, um, push her a little further, but you know, not do any damage. Um, Chloe has loosened the ties and Danielle breaks out. And after some chasing around or they, they get, they get, um, the jump on Kayla and Alexis and, Lock them into the steam room with the steam turned they, I on. I thought they knocked them out though. Yeah, okay, that, yeah. That's what I meant by getting the jump well, on Sorry
0: Sorry, I thought you meant they got the jump on them by like getting, I don't know. Sorry, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: And so Chloe and Danielle are talking, and Danielle is just feeding Chloe all sorts of bullshit about like, oh, you have to say positive infor- uh, affirmations. Nothing can stand between me and my dreams. Or was it, that, that was it, right? Nothing can stand between me and my goals.
0: Nothing can stand between me and my desires. Nothing can stand between
1: me and my desires. And she says, anytime you feel anxious or unsure, you just say that to yourself and you'll be amazed what things start to happen to you as things often do when you chant random phrases to yourself. Yeah. I do that every day. Yeah. And look at me now. Look at you. I'm here. (laughs) So... Kayla and Alexis are trying to get out of the steam room. And Chloe's like, oh, how much longer should we leave them in there? And Daniel goes, oh, like a couple more hours. And then we'll call the cops and say we were watching a movie and we um, they got themselves locked in there and then they died. with, pool,
0: with you know, with with, with, with pool with cues pool. on the outside, barring yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, the door yeah. shut.
1: Yeah. And uh, Chloe's like, do what now? I thought we were just going to scare them. She's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but we don't want them spreading those negative stories those false stories about they're just gonna say that
0: we were you know we were trying to kill them
1: cause you were bitch (laughs) what do you you mean so Kayla finds a champagne bottle in the steam room and uses it to smash open one of the uh, windows in the steam room to get the door open and then they go running around the house while uh, Chloe and Danielle have um, knives and are also running around the house
0: what? I, know, I was Just gonna say it's pretty much a fight for survival after that. Um yep. Do you really you want to end there just because you kind of want to leave it open for what happens?
1: Well, the only thing I want to say is that it's
0: because I have a rapid fire thing when you're done that I gotta just. Okay. <laughs>
1: um, the only thing I feel is really interesting is you get this vibe that. Alexis is really angry at Danielle for what happened, but she also feels like her life was ruined because of what Danielle did. And you're like, doesn't quite add up to me that she got a girl to kill herself. Somehow your life was destroyed. And you kind of realize, uh, Alexis isn't angry about that girl so much as she is angry that Danielle has, um, got so many good things where she has not got things. And, that's really interesting. That's why I I really enjoyed this one because at the end of it, only one of them was truly a like an actual selfless person, whereas oh, yeah. the others are well, two of them, are, Alexis and Danielle are really just playing their parts, um, and Chloe unfortunately um suffers from being really gullible due to low self-esteem. I mean, it happens. Yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, so I probably should mention the fact that, uh, Alexis was also an actress at one point and then she got into an accident, which they never fucking even tell you. Cause she's got this giant scar on her face, which honestly I fucking, you know, I think it makes her look badass. It's giant. It's like a really cool, like, I don't know.
1: Maybe if you weren't scowling so much.
0: That's true. So the reason... And it's at the beginning of the movie where you... It's like she's a babysitter. She's babysitting some little girl named uh, fucking Carly or whatever. And um, she's like, yeah, I know Danielle. We used to be friends. I used to be an actor too, but then I had to stop. And then the kid's like, you know, is it because of the scar on your face? And you can tell... I mean, yeah, unfortunately, Hollywood is a very you know superficial place where you have to look good to be on camera or at least be... Fun- you know what I mean? So it's probably why she stopped acting but they don't fucking tell you how why who so that's that's one of the plot points it's like it's it's like such a huge part of the plot as to why the whole thing is going on and they don't fucking tell you and that drives me crazy and here's my rapid fire thing because the third act of the movie for me just completely fell apart because here we go why are the sauna controls on the outside of the fucking sauna that's stupid and seems very dangerous specifically for something like this when they escape, uh, where? why are the doors locked from the inside? You, I hate this trope in movies where people go to open a door and it's locked and they're on the inside and they can't unlock it. What is that?
1: Fun fact, my parents actually have a door that they took the key out of. So you couldn't open their front door without the key. And I was like, where's the key? And they're like, we took it with us. I'm like, so I'm just supposed to magic my way out of your house? Well,
0: then that's fucking stupid. But if you can't get out of the door, fucking bust through a fucking window. Like, take a chair, blast it through the window, and hop out. Jason Voorhees style. I mean, what the fuck? Also, when they go to the garage, why didn't they fucking hit the garage button? They try to lift it up from the bottom. And I'm like, oh my god, hit the fucking button. The power's not off. Hit the button. Then they finally get it open, and fucking Kaylin and, and fucking Chloe, or Chloe and Danielle Daniel. are outside. Why the fuck would they be outside? Why wouldn't they be behind them? Ah!
1: Okay then. God, that was a little much.
0: This fucking movie drove me crazy. All these questions. I'm like, you guys are you guys are really not doing a good job at saving yourselves. Holy shit.
1: Well, <sighs> in reality, the, while heated. this movie felt like it was or it was um, started as a revenge for one reason, it was honestly revenge for a whole other reason and it was about mind games and manipulation and playing a part and that's why i thought it was interesting because um girl drama is wild
0: well and also not to mention well i mean i'm gonna mention it now the fact that you don't even know why that chick died they don't it's literally like that spider-man meme where it's just all the spider-man pointing at each other like ah like okay why did she die who killed her was that something that was made up? Maybe it didn't even happen. What the fuck? They don't explain half the shit in this movie.
1: And that's what I was telling you: is it doesn't <sighs> matter why. No, it's, because okay, they, they made it seem like she like they really made it feel like Alexis really cared about getting revenge on this girl. Which why now? But um, really, it had not a fucking thing to do with that. That girl's death was literally just a tool. To ruin Danielle. So it didn't really matter because... She even said, "You know, with the internet, you're guilty no matter what. It's not innocent until proven guilty. The internet will automatically assume you're guilty, that's so it life. didn't even matter if the story was true because I don't know, man. Even if it, um, even if it didn't happen exactly that way, it would still damage Danielle's career, and that's what Alexis wanted. I, I
0: can totally agree with that fact. It's just, it just, it's, it's very, it's a very odd device to." into the story to never actually explain and same with the scar there's just two huge things that are driving this plot forward that never get explained and you're just like so then why do we need them why don't you make something else up because like a death of someone caused by someone else that's a pretty big thing it's not like oh you i don't know fucking did something not murdering someone i don't know it's just it's such a i don't know This movie, it was I liked all that it did, but then, like I said, the last fucking act just completely was a waste of time, in my opinion. I did like the resolution of what happened. I thought that was pretty neat. Don't really explain how that person got out of all the situation. I mean, I feel like talking to the cops after all that would have been a nightmare, but somehow she did it, and, you know. As
1: with most of these films, there's a whole lot to the... um, We don't know how (laughs) that got resolved, but it
0: did. It did, and you're there. Um, So I I, I did, because, you know... You know, you watch this movie and you don't really... You, 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 it's like all these movies, they, they leave so much up to your imagination for the End of the Dark series, like Puka, Flesh and Blood, um, even Pilgrim, the one the one we talked about last year. And then this one, they, they just... They beg so many questions, and all of them eventually start answering those questions. But this one, I just felt like they were juggling, and then they just like let all the balls drop and then just didn't explain anything. And you're like, okay, but I need some more answers to the questions I have that's just me though obviously this worked much better for you than it did yes. for me I guess I don't know what girl drama is because I'm a man I don't know is it is it does it make more sense because you're a lady I don't know like I don't um, know I don't know
1: it's, yes I totally get where they were going with it
0: <laughs> guys just aren't as psychological as this we'll just beat each other up you know what I mean like girls get into fucking you they like you guys are a whole different we go in for the kill that's what I'm yeah. saying like you guys go hardcore guys are just like no I'll just we'll just fucking throw fisticuffs man yeah, much more. I don't know. I guess aggressive. I don't know. Um, I gave it a three. Th- still thought it was solid. Would have gave Would have given it more if I had liked the third act because it just seemed very just fucking messy. I don't know. A lot of good. There's some pretty good gore though. Yeah. Th- did like that. What would you have given this?
1: Three and a half. I knew you were gonna say that. Everything got a three and a half. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, all right, so that was New Year, New You. Now let's move on to the last and probably the most, the, the wildest movie that I... Definitely
1: s- the wildest. Like,
0: and not even just for this episode. I'm talking wildest movie I've seen... In a while. In, in a while. Um, Wild
1: in a while.
0: This one is called A Nasty Piece of Work. And this is a Christmas one. Again, like I said, we're doing two Christmas. Um, so... Very bizarre start because uh, it focuses in around... Oh, sorry. This is uh, Hour 30 Minutes Horror Thriller, and this aired on December 6th of last year. Forgot to say that for all the other ones, so I'm glad I'm starting now. Um, Yes. Focuses in around a guy named Ted. Now, Ted, uh, the actor, he is Dustin Milligan, and I recognized him immediately from his... Oh, wait. That's not him.
1: That's Gavin. You're just sorry. thinking of his name because his name is Ted in Ted. the show he's in.
0: Kyle Howard. Who is this in House guy. Arrest. Yeah. House Arrest, Orange County... I recognize him immediately with those fucking janky eyebrows. He's got anyways. um, It starts with him. He's going to get some golf clubs for his boss, which gets super upset for a very bougie reason talking about it's like snowing. And how would you not think the platinum would react to like, I don't know something. It's, it's like, wow, that's the problems you're dealing with. It must be really nice to be rich. Um, So the next scene of that, because he tries to talk to the boss after the boss gets super mad, like, hey, maybe we can go golfing next time and, you know, you can show me the difference and what happens. The boss completely ignores him. So he takes one of those clubs to a mirror in the bathroom and that's when we get our title sequence. Uh, It cuts to Ted. He's waiting in a chair outside of the boss's office to see if they are getting the Christmas bonus for work. Uh, Spoiler alert, they don't, really not much of a spoiler if they say that in the description. Um, this upsets Ted very much, obviously, because I mean, he's expecting a Christmas bonus. It happens every year, but what, what did the boss say? He's like, we're going to cut the, uh, bonuses for executives, but we're also going to do it company wide so that, you know, everyone's missing out. And you're like, okay.
1: Yeah. They were talking about, uh, following suit with other companies and, um, how that was one of their biggest expenses. So they were cutting it. Across the board. Yeah.
0: And you're like, wow, yeah. I must
1: So we can all suffer together.
0: Yeah, you guys are making millions of dollars a year. It's fine. It's fine. We're all going to suffer together, you and your four-story mansion. Uh... It
1: was two-story Simmer down. God, don't. Spoilers. Jeez. Uh,
0: yeah, so obviously upset by this, Ted goes out to confront his boss. And <laughs> it's such a funny scene because he goes out there fists balled up and he's like he's like shaking out of anger and then the boss turns around he's like you know what i'm so happy to be a part of this team it's an honor to work for you like wow you you fucking chickened out that was your time to deck him in the face uh boss then brings him over and says hey um we're actually getting like this new position it's a higher up executive position and i want you to come to my house to discuss it and immediately I'm like red flag. I don't know, man. This just seems shady. And of course, that instinct was spot on. I mean, it also was a horror movie, so it wasn't that hard to put together. Um, so then Ted shows up with his wife. Uh, her name was Tatum. Yes, Tonton is what I called her. Um, and you know, he the boss had said, you know, there's going to be a bunch of other people there. It's you know, it's kind of like a you know. We're going to do like a, I don't know, like not round table discussion, but we're going to have everyone together and see who's going to be the best fit. So he shows up and no one's there, so he's very confused as to what's going on. But who shows up? Oh, it's the kiss-ass Gavin. Now, Gavin is played by Dustin Milligan, who you know as Ted... From Shit's Creek, probably. I Which mean, was
1: re- why he got confused and say, Ted earlier.
0: Oh my God, he was an extract. Oh my
1: God, he played fucking Brad and
0: extracted dude that bone Jason Bateman's wife. Oh, that's hilarious. Focus. Oh my God, sorry, going backwards, going backwards. Yes. So it was very confusing to see. The Ted I know from Shit's Creek say Ted to some... It was very confusing. That's why I got mixed up earlier. So, Gavin is there. He's the kiss-ass, and uh, Ted is pretty sure that he is going to get the job just because Ted's like, you know, it kiss-asses are always the one that gets the promotion. I can do all this hard work and blah, 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 blah.
1: Well, and he's also the guy who's got, like, this fast car, the best suits, like, the the wife with the The trophy world. wife. Highest slit and address. I was like, hey, hey you got hey. enough leg out?
0: yes plenty leg okay god anyways uh so as soon as they get inside by the way uh walking into the foyer of their house it's got stairs going up both sides of the room and two christmas trees underneath and i said to you holy shit that's how you know you've made it is when you're staring at two christmas trees and those aren't those aren't even the ones that the presents are going under like damn you've got two lit christmas trees i think they had like six or seven throughout they the had house. a shit, ton like, of God trees. God damn. Um and it immediately gets weird right from the get-go because you have the boss his name is Steven and his wife Kiwi. I don't know where the fuck they're getting these names from, Kiwi and Tonton and fucking whatever. Tatum? Tatum. Uh sorry. Uh yeah, it gets very weird because it's like Steven and Kiwi hate each other because they're arguing.
1: She's a, she's a wasp.
0: If you if you watch the office, it's like the dinner party episode where Michael Scott and Jan Levinson are just arguing in front of Jim and everybody. It's like that. They're just arguing and everyone's uncomfortable because why would you invite us here just to argue? It's very odd. Um, st- Stephen is way more interested in Gavin's wife uh, and, and than he is with um uh shit, what's his name? Ted's wife. You remember how when they got introduced, he was like, oh, you know, Gavin's wife, he like gave her a hug and was like, oh, and then he looked over at Ted's wife. He's like, hi. I'm like, oh, OK, that's kind of odd. And again, it just gets weirder and weirder from here. Like, literally, this movie just con- it's like a it just ramps up to this weird fucking point that we'll get to. But um, Kiwi is flirting with Ted, flirting with Gavin and uh, goes to grab at uh, Ted's, you know, private parts. Just
1: wow. Yep. Wow. Junk. Well, she's you could have said junk.
0: Junk, whatever. And then Steven sees this, calls her a slut, and then pulls a gun off the wall, aims it at her. She's like whatever you're not going to do anything claims is she's wearing the pants in the story and then she fucking blasts her in the head with this gun blood goes everywhere she, fucking the whole room erupts into chaos and Steven is like what do I do and kind of ping-pongs back and forth between the you know Gavin and his wife and Ted and his wife on what's the best way to get out of this without calling 911
1: which um <laughs> after watching this film fuck? we are both uh Gavin and his wife and Ted and his wife. We are both of those couples,
0: yeah, we are equal parts, both of them because it, it's just wild. So you're I'm sitting here, and I, and I in my head, I'm like, this can't be real. Why would you bring people over and then shoot your wife? It just seemed odd. But, you know, because I even looked at you and I was like, "It that's that's fake. And then it pans down to her head. And her head is just fucked. Like, brains are everywhere. Blood and hair. And I was like, oh, shit. That looks pretty fucking real. Well, anyways, it's not real. She pops up and goes to, like, I think Gavin goes to do, like, check her pulse or something. Yeah. And she, like, comes to life and tries to kiss him. And oh, she does kiss him. Oh, she does kiss him. So then I'm like, okay, it is fake. Oh, God. Oh, wow. Well, that's a weird way to start a dinner party. Um. And, um, so there really is a job available. And, uh, after that whole fucking incident, Steven's like, you still want to like kind of compete for what's going on. And they do. And they all move to another room. And, uh, this is kind of where Steven is like, so what's wrong with Gavin Ted? And they go back and forth with shitting on each other, essentially, which I mean, you know, whatever, if that's what you got to do to get the job, then that's fine. Um, then, uh, Ted or Steven plays a clip from earlier that night, which essentially is shitting all over his wife about how I've got the car, I've got the suit, I need the trophy wife with, with the, the hot, with the banging ass or whatever he said, the
1: hot ass, with the
0: hot ass. So that obviously upsets her pretty fucking much because it that would be like, you know, you hearing me talking shit about you, which I would never do. You're an angel. Um, so it's just very odd that you know. Because it's that's your wife, and she's beautiful. You really, that you really, it's a trophy. She also wa- does
1: say wacky shit, like I read auras, and oh, he's a total Aries, and yeah, but um, I mean, and he, like everyone kind of looks at her like she's a little bit goofy because um, people do tend to find it a little odd when people start spitting that stuff out. But well, yeah, that's that, that... Um, so he tries to explain that why he um, married her if he also thinks she's kind of odd. But like, damn, yeah, that's your yeah. wife, man. What the hell?
0: I can under like, yeah, that he. So like, why, why would you even marry her at that point? Uh, It'd be one thing if it was a girlfriend, but for that to be your wife and for you to say that, kind of solidifies the fact that you in are in fact a complete and total douche. Um, so after that, you know, she storms off to the bathroom, obviously very upset, and then Stephen comes in. Uh, what?
1: Don't forget that um, Ted was asked what gavin's fault was and he also pointed out that gavin doesn't even know the name of the food cart guy who comes around the office oh shit! and that um he's like do you know that he has a son with down syndrome and he's like oh so uh, he said he's soulless and he's like oh because i don't know that what um the food cart guy's name is and that he has a down syndrome son um i'm soulless he's like no um, but the fact that you called him a retard for not giving you a lemon with your diet Coke, it does like, yes. to his, he's like, you yell retard and you yell it to his face. And you say it a lot around him. And yeah. everyone's like, what is wrong with yeah, you? wow,
0: dude. And he's like, yeah, I just love that. Like, I don't know the carcass name. So fucking what? And it was funny because even Steven was like, it's this guy's name. And then uh, Ted was like, no, it's this guy. He's like, yeah, from uh, Argentina. he's like, no, it's like Puerto Rico. It's not exactly. No, name. he's
1: like, it's from Equ- he's from Ecuador, from El it's Salvador. Like, from El Salvador.
0: El Salvador. He's like, so it's just like. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> so, that was kind of a funny moment when Steven was trying to think he knew, but he, he didn't know. Uh, so after um, Missy storms to the bathroom, Steven comes in, tries to, like, cool everything down and gets real... Cu- I got a very rapey vibe from him because he says, you know what I've been wondering is what it would be like to get a kiss from you with those full lips. And I'm like, okay. So then she just leans in to kiss him. I'm like, all right. Because he's
1: like, would you... Do, like- uh, oh, would she tries ju- to explain how she would do anything. They they're doing anything they can to get that job.
0: Be- oh yeah, because you'll find out later why. And then and then it just escalates into what else would you know? What else I've been wondering about you and I'm like this is gonna get sexual real quick. And it essentially, he puts his hands on her shoulders and like, yeah, what something well, about. Well,
1: he unzips his pants and then tries to push her downward.
0: Oh, uh, he unzips the pants? Yeah. What did he say about something about. I think be- you know what be- to be- do. Oh, yeah. I think you know what to do. And she goes to go down. And I'm like, no, are you. And then she kind of just dips out and leaves. I was like, thank God. God, oh, yeah,
1: and when she was don't the, b- suck
0: an old man's dick, In the bathroom, Jesus.
1: Uh, she heard something behind her, and like some crazy little door opened up behind her. You could see someone looking through.
0: Yeah, which they also mentioned in the beginning of the movie, or towards the beginning of the movie, uh, Kiwi mentions that um, uh, the people that lived there before them got murdered by a, a man in the wall. So the second you see the little door open behind her and shut, you're like, oh, it's the man in the wall. Everyone's going to die. Uh, yeah, so, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, they go back. Everyone's in the same room. Steven and Kiwi fight again, and uh, Kiwi pulls the gun on Steven this time, but everyone's like, yeah, okay. We <laughs> what, did, what did Ted say? Like, oh, this again. Like, you're going to do this Gavin, again.
1: No, Gavin's the one who starts oh. uh, bullshitting. You're like, oh, this is really? Like, we're going to fall for the same shit in an hour? Oh,
0: I thought that was Ted. So, yeah, Gavin's not... He doesn't believe it, so she points the gun at him and is like, uh, raise your hand. So he raises his hand, and then she just blasts a hole through that hand, so obviously that was a real gun which was very upsetting um more drama ensues obviously after that i mean shit just starts hitting the fan because someone got fucking shot and uh kiwi tries to drown herself with a chair figurine in the pool and that's a very odd way to do that because she tied like rope or, or like her fa- scarf. yeah her scarf around the cherub figurine then around her neck and i said st- and i'm like okay so if at any given point in time when you're under the water you want to get out all you have to do is just un- untie what you did very odd like dr- dramatic move um and we were solidified the fact that someone is in the wall because um goddamn damn Tauntaun. tatum she gets grabbed by she, someone she or asks something? her
1: to get a towel for her when she reaches back to get it that's someone right. grabs her hand
0: that's right that's right okay um yes So then uh, later on, Gavin and Ted find out that the new job is coming at the expense of both of their jobs. So whoever gets the job gets the job. Whoever doesn't gets fired, which is an interesting way to do that. So you don't get to return to your old job. It's fucking you get this or or it's out. Um, That's the only way to do this. And then uh, it gets to the point where everyone has had it with each other. And Steven decides to call it a night. But before they call it a night, Steven shows Gavin this wicked awesome, like, Thor hammer, which he immediately takes to Ted and bashes him over the head with. But then the it breaks. And even though he's got blood on his head, he's still coherent enough to get up and run away. because he's it's now, not
1: an actual hammer. Yeah,
0: he's being chased now by Gavin with the giant cherub figurine. And while he's being chased, he runs into Steven who has the two guns from earlier and he's like uh oh, it's like the guy from uh Raiders of the Lo- or uh Temple of- what is it fucking bra- oh shit Indiana Jones
1: The Last Crusade Last sorry I
0: fucking sorry he's like choose wisely or whatever he says so he picks a gun yes. and uh he points it at Gavin but you know he can't do it because he's like I got a 50/50 shot so he he turns to the vase and shoots the vase and it explodes. And you're like, you son of a bitch. You fucking could have ended this. Just shoot him in the fucking chest. But yeah, Ted Ted just can't do it. He just can't kill Gavin. Doesn't have the balls.
1: Guys um, named Ted, not closers.
0: <laughs> what about Christmases for closers? We just watched that Bob's Burgers episode. Sorry, it's oh. still stuck in my head. Um, yeah, and then... Uh, I don't know if we should leave it there because after that, you get like a lot of plot twists that happen all at once. Yeah, and like I kind of want to leave it to up I'll, to.
1: Well, like they keep insinuating um, Ted's hiding something because they keep talking about him working till midnight every night, except.
0: Well, every Friday, uh,
1: every Friday, except Gavin says he never sees him there. So you start to uh, get a clearer picture of what the hell is going on. And they're just like getting screwed around with by Kiwi and um, Steven and they're like, what is wrong with you people? Like, you're just screwing with us for our own sick amusement. And, yeah, it does really unravel after there. I don't want to give it away because it was just such a wild ride.
0: Yeah, because if you if you haven't had a lot of fun with it already, by the time it gets to the point where they reveal this character that they say is their son, because um, they have talking about their son this entire movie, so they reveal it to be this person, it just gets so wild. And then it's got, it like, this has a happy ending. I'm not going to say what it is or what happens, but you get to the point where it's just a happy ending and all of this carnage and blood and death has gone on and it just ends with this nice little, just like, just checks the box of like, oh man, it's a happy ending. I mean, how often in horror movies do you get a happy ending? Not that much. To, I mean, yeah, and <laughs> not usually that much.
1: I really enjoyed it because you you were right there with the two couples where you were just confused and they were both like, Okay, we're going to write it out so we can uh, do this. But their reactions, you had um, Ted and Tatum who were very much like, we got to do the right thing here. We got to do the right thing here. And Missy and Kevin were like, well, that was wild. All right, I guess we're doing it. And they were were super on board. So it was really funny because you felt like you could connect with both couples at different times. Like sometimes Gavin and Missy would be like really shitty people and like, wow, you're shitty people. But then other times... um, ted and tatum would kind of be on this moral high ground and you're like okay guys
0: well that that's why like that's why i love the juxtaposition of them is the fact that you know you have a really a shitty couple and then a moral couple and it's just funny watching them go back and forth this movie was also hysterical there were so many funny parts and it's not listed as a comedy so i don't know if that If it just played off that it was funny, or if they actually tried to work humor into it, I don't know. But I mean, because they were hilarious, it was hysterical. It was the 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 balance of humor to what the fuck is going on to blood and gore. It was it was a perfect blend of everything. It was just so good. I I was really just like awestruck by this movie. It just came out of nowhere. I mean, Hulu's got a lot, of, uh, a lot of good movies. I loved all the movies that we watched. Like, they were all so much fun. Uh, you know. Extremely original, like rich plots. And everything was, every movie we watched, I had, yes, I saw the description. I had an idea of how it was going to go. But it just turn after turn after turn. I don't know what's going on. Oh, here's some explanation. And it was just, every fucking movie was just a roller coaster of fun.
1: Yeah, Into I, the Dark is a fun series.
0: Yeah, we gotta watch we gotta start watching all these and reviewing these more because they are just yeah. so much fun. This would definitely be my second recommended. I also I, like Puka, I gave this one a four. I just thought it was fucking awesome. It was so much fun and it was just a it was just a wild ride. It's like Mr. Toad's wild ride at Magic Kingdom. It just was so much fun and had me laughing. And oh, the one part I did wanna say when um Gavin gets shot in the hand and Missy comes into the background and just throws up all over the sink. It's like, that is me. Oh my God, I'm vomiting fucking everywhere if someone gets shot in the hand. I can't do that. (laughs) I can watch it on TV, you know, on whatever, but experiencing that, I'd be like, fucking, especially after all the drinking that they were doing. But yeah, this was so much fun. I highly recommend, especially watching this one now because again, Christmas movie, Christmas time. It has a 6.6 out of 10 on IMDb. And it is a 3.0 out of 5 on Letterboxd. So, yeah, seriously, check out all these movies since it is the holiday time. They are a lot of fun. And, again, if you have Hulu, you have all these movies. And there's so many more. There's 20 other ones. So check them out. I liked it. Me, too. I should probably put my phone out. We should play some trivia. Did I win last time? I think I did. No, I did win last time. Yeah, Corey's won the last two times he was on too. So I'm just—that's
1: wild, based on his score from our movie night.
0: I know he was—he was very happy with himself.
1: Right. Oh right, here we go. Yeah, hit me up. What is the name of the protagonist in Happy? Or what is the nickname of the protagonist in Happy Death Day?
0: Ah, I remember we got the question that what was her full name, and I fucked it up. But I know her name is Tr- or her nickname is Tree. Yes. Boom. Yeah, I, I remember her real name was like Teresa fucking Graham. something. Oh. BT dubs. Remember how we were talking about Carrie Grant? Yeah. Amy Grant is the is the famous Christian lady singer. I I know because my, my parents used to make it. Carrie
1: Grant is who talked Carrie Fisher out of uh, oh. or talked her into getting help from LSD from because uh, she was using LSD so frequently that God. she she had a problem, so he had to talk her out of doing it because he was friends with her um, mother, Debbie Reynolds.
0: Interesting. And in relation to Frank Reynolds.
1: How the hell would I know?
0: It was Frank Reynolds is from... It's always sunny Philadelphia. Never mind. Wow, moving Jesus. on. Moving on. Moving on. Um, what mutated insects threaten humanity in them, 1954? Bees, ants, worms, or spiders?
1: Ants. Fuck you. Yes. Yeah, so I was like... Think of the movie poster. Think of the movie poster. You
0: haven't seen that movie. No, take I've a, seen the poster. Take a card. Son of a bitch. One to one. We're going to five.
1: No, we do not have time for that.
0: Yes, we do. What the hell? Yeah, see, we have to go to five. To
1: what Bill Murray film is the plot of Happy Death Day similar. <laughs> That's why I love playing trivia. This is so it's stupid. Happy Death or
0: Groundhog Day. Yes. <laughs> I love this. this it, we had one uh, yesterday, or uh, not yesterday, the last episode where... It was a. It was two questions in a row about the same movie for Corey that didn't. He had no idea because it was from like nineteen sixty or nineteen fifty. Just
1: ask me a question. That's so
0: goddamn funny.
1: Annoying. All
0: right. Uh, who do, Who directed Let the Right One In? Two thousand and eight.
1: How the hell would I know that? What is it? Shia LaBeouf. Why would I know?
0: <laughs> Thomas. Thomas Alfredson. Nope. Shia Buff, fuck me, dude. That's hilarious.
1: The house in We Are Still Here, 2015, needs fresh shoals every how many years?
0: Ooh. Okay. Jeepers Creepers is 23 years. It is also 23 years. 27? 27. Wow. I'm going to say every three years.
1: Well, if you times that by 10, yeah. 30? Yeah. Fucking What? Well, we're doing it.
0: Hey, it's two to one and I'm winning, so it's fine. I'll probably lose still. It's whatever. In what 1978 film did Anthony Hopkins portray a ventriloquist slowly losing his sanity? What is it? Uh, One word. I'll give you that.
1: I don't know. That's
0: three words, so you lose. It's called magic. Never heard of it. Really? Yeah. Either have I. All right, what do we got?
1: What is the name of the son? Sorry, what is the name of the son of protagonist Arthur Kipps in The Woman in Black?
0: What is the name of Arthur? Uh, I believe it's uh, Daniel Radcliffe.
1: Joseph. Damn it!
0: I know that's who he is in the movie. I I think that was actually a pretty solid movie. Look at that shit! I know she's waiting for us to leave the room. She's
1: like, "We're done with the podcast." are done now.
0: In Teeth, 2007, which character is not subject to the titular trait of Don O'Keefe? Ryan, Bill, Toby, or Brad? Toby? Nope, Bill. Damn
1: it. I was going to say Bill.
0: She's got vagina dentata, which is... Uh, Who
1: doesn't? What? <laughs> fucking people without
0: vaginas. That's for sure. God. Uh,
1: what is the name of the fric- uh, the fictional preserve in which the titular settlement of the <laughs> village is set wait what's the first part of that what's what the- is the name of the reserve that the village is set Ooh. in Um
0: um fucking uh, I don't uh, what's the place where's where, where does Robin Hood live what's the name of that what's the name of that I town I will tell you
1: that would be the wrong answer what is it though Oh, um, <laughs> you know? Sherwood Forest. Sherwood
0: Forest. There we go. Uh,
1: nope. It's a Walker Wildlife Preserve. Fucking
0: balls, dude. Okay. So now we're obviously getting to the part of the questions that we don't know the yeah, answers. We don't know the answer. Too. Uh, you're getting a lot of multiple choice and I feel like you're doing terrible with them. Yep. So in Hostel part two, 2007, which character survives the film, Beth, Whitney, Lorna Dune or Paxton? I, I put doing at the end. Sorry. Whitney. Beth. Damn right. it.
1: You know, what this. 1982 film was credited to director Toby Hooper and producer Steven Spielberg? Poltergeist. Yep.
0: Boom. Three to one. All right. Here we go. Okay. Oh, this is easy. This is really easy. In what Halloween film, 1978 to 1989, does antagonist Michael Myers not appear?
1: The third one. The Season of the Witch.
0: Okay. Okay. Full title, please.
1: Halloween season of the witch. Halloween. Three season, season of the, of the witch. witch. Jesus, really? Hey, hey!
0: Full title, lady. Full title. That's a that's that's a doozy. Okay, it's a lot going on there. By the way, best Halloween movie that's ever been. Okay, go ahead.
1: So now we're two to two, two to three. It's
0: three to two. I'm up. Get your shit together.
1: Okay. In Videodrome, the civic TV station oh. is located in what Canadian city?
0: <sighs> Montreal.
1: Toronto. Fuck.
0: I got to give her her ear medication tonight. I know. All right. The Omen 1978. Oh, oh, oh. In the Omen 1976. Fuck. For what country is Richard Thorne the ambassador to Great Britain?
1: The U.S. Fuck
0: me, dude. Three
1: to three. Yay, I'm back up.
0: Jesus Christ. How do you fucking do that every time? Oh, man, we're getting down to the wire here. We're almost done.
1: For what facilities around the world are the characters in Cube named?
0: Wait, what? For what, what around what, the
1: world? What facilities around the world uh-huh. are the characters in Cube named? I feel like that's a really misleading question. They're talking about a, a certain type of facility. Like, what's, what kind of facility? Mental facility? Prisons.
0: <sighs> Same thing. Fun fact. This has two left on it. So I'm going to ask this one, and then I'm going to put it at the bottom of the pile. Okay, And I'm going to try to, uh, actually, I I get to pick. Ooh, this is fun. I'll give you the harder one because I want to get rid of that. Actually, they're both hard. Oh, my God. Just ask. In what persona does the titular character of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde remain upon death? That was actually easy. That's one or the other.
1: Dr.
0: Jekyll. Fucking shit. Why did I do that? I just saw 1931, and I was like, that's going to be hard.
1: Was that four to three?
0: Yeah, fuck fucking... Don't
1: worry, you're about to come up one. Yeah, boy! Who directed Crimson Peak?
0: Mm, that would be Guillermo del Toro. Yes. I can never fucking say his name. Wow,
1: we haven't watched that movie in a while.
0: Yes, we, we just we watched it this year. When? We, face ID, fucking work. We watched Crimson Peak on drum roll please crimson peak until not not prack, not prack, crimson peak okay here we go boom ready we've reviewed this film i reviewed it june 7th 2020
1: june that was years years ago by the way um we godmothered that movie came out and we need to watch that
0: godmothered
1: yeah the the um that chick right there, the yeah. one who is in um, Workaholics, uh-huh. she, she's a fairy godmother who uh, gets transported into the real world. It looked hilarious.
0: I still need to see Mother with Jennifer Lawrence. Um, it, it's that
1: not... is really artsy and strange. It's I've not, read the entire plot. It's not
0: Mother. It's Mother! Yes. Exclamation point. You're going to win, so fuck you. Uh, Insidious 2010, what does Elise Rainier call the purgatory realm where Dalton Lambert is being trapped?
1: Oh, oh crap! No. Stop talking so I can think. Um,
0: oh no way!
1: Stop talking. You, see, you're now I can't think. Okay, because okay of all right. God
0: damn! Chill out, dude. Jeez. What is it? I'm not saying anything. I just don't like that air.
1: Okay, but you're you're saying stuff. <laughs> uh, <sighs> oh crap! I can't remember the the ether. No, that's not right.
0: We have five seconds here. No,
1: I don't know. What is it?
0: You were really close. The further.
1: Damn it. I really thought I you... I got w- the third I guess part. we haven't...
0: You know what? I don't think we've actually watched all them together, and it has been a while, so...
1: How many members does the criminal gang have in The Last House on the Left? Oh, 1972.
0: F- f- fuck. I don't know.
1: Uh, I feel like they didn't really need to include the names, but sure.
0: Fuck. I, like I, it's got to be more than one, but less than ten. I mean... Uh, I'm stuck between three and five. Four. God, God, that was my next
1: guess. I was going to say five,
0: then four, then three. Well, you you you, well, de- you
1: really only get the one guess, so... Four.
0: Damn it, I should have said four.
1: I should All have right. said well, Bill. Well,
0: here's here's the win, because I know you're going to know this one. Who directed House of a Thousand Corpses?
1: Rob Zombie. There you go. Poem. Yay, I win again let for me, the me, third time in a row. I got
0: to get my shit together.
1: What, what, we probably only what, have
0: about... One to two more plays here. So only took us about seven. Well, oh, this is 72. So yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Stay tuned and stay spooky. Oh.
0: Whoa. <laughs> Dial it back, lady. I believe <laughs> Spencer's. I don't like when you just press dis- me out. Don't do that. I don't like when you do that. I believe Spencer's going to be on next week's episode because uh, Corey cannot make it.
1: And I'm busy. Probably.
0: Probably so. I think he's gonna be on. If not, then you're gonna be subbed in because I'm busy. I'll do the up. No, I'm. I'm pretty sure Spencer will be on. Have no idea what the topic is. So obviously, you know, friggin' tune in, man. See what's going on next week. God, my back hurts. I'm getting old. And I got a burp. So you know, you know, you know the drill. Stay tuned. Stay spooky. Tune in next week. Goodbye. We love you.